My handle is Jonathan Blade. Welcome to my podcast. So, on the last episode, I said that I would endeavor to put up some fresh content. I used recycled content for the first episode. So I was working on something for my YouTube channel, working on a script. Uh, but instead of working from that script, I think that maybe I'll just talk to you about what I was going to talk about on the YouTube channel instead. So I had the chance recently to see the, uh, the original DC video animation for The Death of Superman. Now, I have a full fan's history with The Death of Superman. I was around when the original story was announced. Uh, I read it weekly across all the Superman books, because it was uh, across four Superman books, plus other books outside of that, uh, of that core uh, Superman continuity. But, uh, yeah, I remember the end. It, the doomsday monster inexorably marching towards Metropolis. Uh, I remember the death of Superman. It was a seminal story in the history of the character. It was national news. It was on, like, Entertainment Tonight. It was in Time Magazine. Uh, and because of that notoriety, because of how big that story was, I have gotten to experience it several times across the course of my fandom. So after the original story, uh, I read the adult novelization written by Roger Stern, who was a comic book writer at the time. Uh, it was quite good, in my opinion. Uh, there was also a second novelization written by Louise Simonson, who was also quite a good comic book writer. I haven't read that, but that one is for young adults. I'd still like to read it, I think. Uh, after that, maybe ten years later, I saw the version of the story that was in the alternate reality, uh, or that was in an alternate reality in the Justice League cartoon where this alternate reality Superman killed Doomsday. Um, after that, uh, there was the first official DC original video, video animation, Superman Doomsday. Uh, in this one, the Doomsday battle was just act one of a, of a bigger story, and actually a more interesting story. I really liked Superman Doomsday. Uh, after that, Batman vs. Superman, the, the big-ass motion picture, and of course DC or Warner Brothers really inelegantly shoehorned in the appearance of Doomsday to drive forward this larger story of their cinematic universe that they wanted to do. Uh, did not love that. Loved the Wonder Woman part. Didn't love the movie. And in comic books, the New 52 reboot, and the New 52 was when uh, DC tried to reboot the universe to create like a younger cast of core characters. Uh, in continuity, their characters were, were pushing 40, so they de-aged them 10-15 years uh, in this New 52 universe. But uh, the New 52 had a Doomsday appearance. Uh, I have not read that, but it presented Doomsday as a, a virus or, or some nonsense. But, you know, as I said, I didn't read it because... Fuck the New 52. <laughs> uh, Teen Titans, gross. Uh, but that brings us to DC's 32nd original video animation and the 11th animated movie in the New 52 animated universe, The Death of Superman. So, right off the bat, the problem with this feature is that the entire animated New 52 has been about Batman. It's been about his supporting characters, uh, tertiary characters in his universe, and Superman 
is a tertiary character in Batman's universe. So in the death of Superman, we get to hurry up and spend time establishing who this Superman is, because we haven't before, and it feels odd. So in the background, for ten movies, Superman has been romantically involved with Wonder Woman, but for the purposes of popular continuity, this relationship is, treating, is treated as having been in the past, and he, as Superman, as Clark is now dating Lois Lane. So we get to cram that in, and then we get to cram in Lois meeting the Kents for the first time, their first expressions of love, first establishment of Superman having relationships with people in Metropolis like uh, Bebo Wabowski and Hank Henshaw, John Henry Irons, Dan Turpin, Maggie Sawyer. It feels inorganic. It doesn't feel right. And there's, there's no story. It's Superman is a person that you should like. See all these relationships, you should like this Superman that you've spent the last 20 minutes getting to know. And then there's a big fight, and then it's, hey, remember how Superman's a person that you should like? Well, now he's dead. You sad? Aren't you sad? The movie doesn't have the quality or spend the time to earn this ending. It would have been a better movie if it had focused on his personal relationships with the various pre-established members of the Justice League. I mean, he didn't have much, because they didn't do much with him, but he did have a relationship with Wonder Woman. They showed him interact with Batman once or twice. Something. Uh, as far as the visual quality of the production, the aesthetic quality, uh, the music is fine. It's super generic, as it always is in these New 52 movies. Uh, the animation is insanely inconsistent. Uh, the big fights look like decent anime. But there are too many, like, texture scenes, too many development scenes that are just moving lips or moving limbs on otherwise still frames. So I like the New 52 art style, but what I've learned from listening to animators on YouTube is that with a fixed budget and a schedule, you can have detail or movement, but you can't have both. And I, I kind of wish that they had chosen movement. In uh, Superman Doomsday they chose movement. They had a chunky, like, heavy line art style that was very cartoony, but the animation was better. It gives the characters more life, it makes it more more believable. Uh, it, it's, it invests you more in the production. I mean, the writing was better too, but uh, something else that I noticed from rewatching uh, Superman Doomsday is that <clears throat> the performances are, are kind of all around better. Like, the Lex and Lois of Marsters and Hesh really overshadow what Wilson and Romjan are doing. They're not bad, but they don't stand up to the quality presented in this 2007 movie. And I don't, I don't love O'Connell's Superman. It's functional. I mean, all of the Justice Leaguers are functional. They've been doing these characters for 11 movies. They, they do their job. It works. But you get, like, Filion and Dawson investing some spark into their characters, but they don't have anything to do, so it's it's like a minimal garnish on an otherwise kind of flat movie. And I know it sounds like I dislike the death of Superman. I don't dislike it. It's fine. Like a good fight, there are good fights. Um, I mean, I watched the entire last story arc of Dragon Ball Super, which was like a 40-episode battle royale. Nothing but fights. So, I dig. I dig it. Uh, my thing is that if you're going to do this story, then you need to bring it, I mean, you need to, to bring it on some aspect of the final production. This should be the most expensive New 52 movie, as opposed to 
Batman Ninja being the most expensive New 52 movie. That movie was balls crazy. But it was lush. Uh, so you need it to be the most expensive or have the most interesting story. Uh, the Death of Superman definitely does not have the most interesting story. But, you know, I don't... I don't want to end on a negative note because I didn't hate the production. It was, it was just flat. It was just another New 52 movie. They've all been very consistent in how banal they are. Not bad, not great, just kind of meh. But I should say something nice. Um, so in the end, she got rocked. She got rocked hard, but before she did, Wonder Woman got to kick ass for a minute or two. She got to really something. And that's that's nice, right? Yeah. So anyway, that, that's my commentary on the new 52's version of the death of Superman in the DC animated movies. Not terrible. If you're a fan, it's probably probably worth seeing. And that's something. Anyway, uh, thanks for visiting my podcast once again if you're returning. And if this is your first time, thanks for listening. My handle is Jonathan Blade.